Hi everybody, welcome to Roleplay Chat. I'm Matt and I'm a game master who can't stop talking about roleplaying games. Today's episode of Roleplay Chat is a bonus episode. The reason uh, it's a bonus episode is because a few weeks ago, or several weeks ago now, when Ko and I talked about uh, skill checks. So Ko is the host of Roll Factory, amongst other amongst other things. So Ko and I, as we were talking about skill checks and skills and skill challenges and whatnot, as we were recording the episode, Ko mentioned that he had a background in law, and we took a little bit of a tangent during the the recording to talk about some of the things that tabletop RPG creatives can do to protect themselves uh, in, from a legal perspective. Now, obviously, none of this was official legal counsel, but, you know, K.O. and I both thought that it might be interesting to some of the folks in the tabletop RPG community who maybe run actual plays or have other podcasts or for any other kind of venture in the tabletop RPG space. Anyway, I, th I thought it was a really interesting conversation, so I hope you guys do as well. If you aren't a tabletop RPG content creator, you might not find this bonus episode uh, super exciting for you, because it's not the, the, you know, the typical thing that we talk about on the show, and, and that's kind of the reason why I made this a bonus episode. It's also much shorter. I also wanted to give everybody a quick heads up. The What is Roleplay Anyway charity panel, by the time this bonus episode episode airs will have already aired. It would have aired on Friday, August 26th, and now there's a lot of uh, content there. It's about two hours worth of conversation with five panelists, so that's a, a, lot, of, uh, a lot of editing on the back end for me. So I wanted to give everybody uh, the heads up that that's coming, and that'll be coming next week, but this bonus episode is kind of to help tide us over until then. So without further ado, let's get right into the discussion. Again, this is me and K.O. K.O. is the host of the Roll Factory podcast, where he assesses the player character sheet of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition, one stat block at a time, one skill at a time. He's also the owner of Particulate Media, and I was, uh, I'm a guest on Roll Factory. That episode hasn't aired yet, but as soon as it does... I'm excited to share it with you all. So, without further ado, let's get into the quote-unquote legal conversation. <laughs> Hope you enjoy it. Before we recorded, you, you mentioned that you have a legal background. And I'm not sure if that's something that you still practice or or if you're in another, another world now. I am. Um, that is, that was, it was a former life, but... Um... I went to law school. I was an attorney in a former life. I don't do that anymore, but I have still have opinions about intellectual property and licensing and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, people listening don't take this as legal counsel, but KO, no, no. are there any are there any tips or strategies that you'd like to share with aspiring creators out there about how to protect themselves from, you know, potential potential outbreak or or drama? Or, or any of this fallout that, you know, the tabletop RPG community seems to not be safe from. You know, you, you often yeah. see or hear stories about, about conflicts, contract this, contract that. Anyway, I pass the mic over to you. This is your, your expertise. But is there any strategies sure. that you'd like to share? Well, and I don't have a, a bulleted list of, of or anything like or that organized, but there are a couple of general principles i think that are good to keep in mind um the f and the first the first is 
related to the to, to the drama that you're talking about, a lot of these, almost all of these stories have some element of a power imbalance, where someone has some more influence or more followers, and they're trying to get somebody else either to do work for them for free just because they are who they are, or they're trying to back out of a, a promised payment, or they're sort of taking things that were created together and claiming sole sole ownership over them. And so um, these are, when you're co-creating something, it is really important to lay out in advance who is responsible for and who is entitled to what. So if you're creating a streamed show, you know, you and three of your best friends who you've been playing games with forever, it sounds, it's going to sound weird to say, hey, we need to have, we need to have a contract we need to have some kind of an arrangement. It's going to sound strange and probably feel strange. But best case scenario, your show blows up. You get picked up to stream on the official Wizards Twitch channel, right? You need to know who, how, you, how you're dividing up the money when that happens. And so it doesn't have to be complex. It doesn't have to be complicated. It just has to be like, hey, I created you know, this character, and I have the rights to use it in the show we made together, and then I also have the rights, or not, to use it in another show. My, so for example, the the form that I sent you when we were talking about having you, you, you be on Roll Factory just says, hey, I have this character, check, I have the right to use it on a podcast, check, and also a little bit of language that says, if it turns out that somebody else claims the right to this, that's your responsibility, check, right? Likewise, when you are going to be engaging somebody else's services, especially if there's money involved, but even if there's not, it's always a good idea to to let them know in writing, here's what we expect from you. Here's how here's what we we're gonna record your voice or your image and we're gonna use it for this purpose. And you give us you you explicitly tell us we have the right to do that. So you expli to explicitly say, we're gonna record you, your audio, use your image. We have the right to use it in our show, to use it to promote our show. And we're not required to do that, but we have the right to, and you have agreed to that. Even if that's just in an email, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a big, you know, it doesn't have to be a big document. It doesn't have to be notarized or anything. It just, you know, having it in, in writing somewhere so that if there is a dispute later on, everybody is clear on this is what we agreed to. Relying on people's good intentions and their goodwill. I wish we lived in that world in the world where that was sufficient, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it isn't. And there are plenty of people who will have a creative relationship, who will have a falling out, and then if there hasn't been some kind of agreement ahead of time, nobody knows who owns what. There are people who there are bad actors who will try to take advantage of your labor, who will try to take advantage of your kindness, who will treat you like a friend and get you to do things for free and will promise you that you're going to get some kind of a reward later on. And then if you don't have that in writing, it's worthless. And so my my blanket exhortation to the to anyone who is creating things in the space is to a, well first of all a first of all a that's redundant <laughs> <laughs> um is if someone is hesitant to 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 do that to put your your agreement in writing treat that as a huge red flag mm -hmm. and if you are working with excuse me if you are if you're doing anything collaboratively if there's more than one person involved in any project that you're working on 
make it clear that you want to agree in advance who owns what, who is allowed to use what, in what context, and don't just rely on their good intentions because it can you can have a falling out and then your project dissolves and then you don't know if you have the right to use you know one person created their character another person created the 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 world setting another person created the place names and or you know somebody else somebody else drew original art for all of your characters who's allowed to use what who's allowed to claim ownership of what who's allowed to monetize what like just assuming that you're always going to be friends and that success isn't going to come for one person earlier or just just the the bottom line is relying on relying on goodwill and people's word is a lovely idea and as soon as there is any collaboration involved it is not a safe position to be in if you want to make sure that you have control over the things that you've created or that you are what circumstances you're willing to give that up it's really, really important to think about that in advance before your project publishes. Yeah, and and like you said, it's a it's a, it's got it's ripe for a lot of different actors, right? It, there's a lot of like artwork, a lot of different characters, a lot of different worlds. The tabletop RPG hobby has has a lot of opportunities for collaboration, which can be a good thing, but it can also yeah, and, I love and opportunities for bad bad things to happen. I am so, a huge fan of co-creation. That's why I have a guest on on every episode of Roll Factory because a, I love the vibe, and b, I am terrible at sustaining a creative project by myself. <laughs> I, I the the number of the number of creative projects I've had that have gotten just off the ground and then fizzled because I was the only one who was involved could fill another hour of conversation but it's i can't sustain it i need somebody to bounce ideas off of and so having someone to talk to about it is crucial for me and at the same time you're you're absolutely right it make it means that i need to be clear with them what is the relationship here what is what are you responsible for what am i responsible for and what if there's a disagreement between us about how we're using the materials that we've created together who has what rights mm -hmm. um I'm yeah, fortunate enough to have that to have that background and to be able to do you know to to be a little bit more thorough about it than maybe the average person. Um, oh, it's fantastic advice. I think I think I'm gonna go and write a release form for Roleplay Chat. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, but I hope people listening also you know found some incredible wisdom there. Uh, I know there's a lot there of is one other there is one there's one other thing I want to say real quick. Oh, sure, go um, for it. And um on the question on the question of of on, on the, specifically about about copyright and fair use. Fair use is one of the most misunderstood pieces of legal jargon, I think, only mm -hmm. perhaps second to who is actually protected by like what the first amendment actually protects in terms of free speech. <laughs> but fair use is a defense. It is not something that you can just claim. So if you, if you use somebody's artwork or their music or their words and say, I didn't create this. It's just, it's, I'm using it under fair use. You cannot determine fair use for yourself. I see. They, if the person finds out that you are using their work in whatever in whatever way, they can sue you and take you to court, and then you can argue fair use after you've already spent many thousands of dollars uh, to have an attorney represent you. So 
it's all a calculated risk. If you how much you how much of their work you're using, how likely they are to find out, that's something you need to decide for yourself. But if you think something is fair use, that's great, but just saying it's fair use does not actually protect you from anything. So be very, very careful. And in any in any circumstance when you can, do not use something that someone else has not explicitly given you permission to use. Yeah, that's also fantastic advice. Th- thank you, Ko. I think hopefully there are other streamers and podcasters listening to this who will yeah, find that yeah. useful. <laughs> I, I, I think just... so. There's the the community has has a lot of other folks who do creative things. So I think there's there's definitely some insights there. I'm picturing can... the I'm picturing the GMs listening, going, "Okay, I don't care about this. Getting back, <laughs> getting back to talking about skill rolls." All right, guys. So that concludes the conversation I had with Ko about uh, legal opinions and things like that. Obviously, again, like I said, none of this stuff is a formal legal opinion, but it's still, you know, I thought it was still really insightful and interesting. So if you're a tabletop RPG content creator, I hope you found it interesting as well. If you have questions, you can feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. That's roll underscore play underscore chat. I also have an email that's contactroleplaychat at gmail.com. If you want to contact KO, you can find him on Twitter, that's RPG Role Factory, or you can contact him at Particulate Media, that's info at particulatemedia.com. And with that, let's call it a chat. <laughs> <laughs>